Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, welcome to another exciting edition of Turnbuckle Turmoil here on Happy Friday. Today's a special day. It's uh, February 11th, 2022. It's also known as Casey Carlisle Day. So we want to give her a happy birthday. And coming at you live from Puyallup, Washington, it's Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most. And uh, today we have uh, a couple debuts with our guest, and uh, I'll also be debuting my sign guy rap. That'll be at the end of the show. But without any further ado, uh, let's go to today's sign notes for uh, upcoming shows this weekend. And they're continue to come in as we speak, so uh, I'll do the best I can on getting them all in. Okay, today we got WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana. We got PCW in Covington, Georgia. We got JCP in Sweetwater, Tennessee. IWAU in Noble, Illinois. BTW in Huntington, West Virginia. Say It Out Loud, too, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Also, we had some add-ons for today. Uh, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. And Pro Wrestling Mid-South in Ripley, Tennessee. And then for tomorrow, we have a big lineup for tomorrow, Saturday. We got Fort Gay, West Virginia. We got... Thunder or Blunder 2, uh, that's BTW's there. Oh, I got that backwards, sorry. BTW in Fort Gay, West Virginia. And then Thunder or Blunder 2's in Indianapolis, Indiana. DCW in Salt Lake, Utah. TWE in Chattanooga, Tennessee. 907 Wrestling in Anchorage, Alaska. Defy Wrestling here in Seattle, Washington. Also NWP in Terre Haute, Indiana. FWF in Warsaw, Indiana. TCW in Jefferson, Indiana. HOG in Jamaica, New York. TCW in Somerset, Kentucky. EPW in Odon, Indiana. NWA at Oak Grove, Kentucky. Wrestle South in Lucy Spring, Alabama. SCM in Berwyn, Illinois. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. And then some add-ons we got for tomorrow. AWF in Fargo, North North Dakota. And MAW in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Okay, here to introduce our guest today is the one and only sign guy. He doesn't want to lie. 
He doesn't have to try. He's more popular than baseball, hot dogs, and apple pie. The one and only sign guy. Thank you, Coach. I like the preview. Looking forward to the full wrap later this hour. But let our guest be the star right now. He is making his way to us for the first time. Eric Smalls, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for having me. Um, Very honored to be on this podcast. Well, since today is your first time with us, I will lead you off with our traditional first-timer question. What led to you getting into the business of professional wrestling? Um, I always grew up as a wrestling fan. Uh, My dad was a semi-truck driver, um, and we would always watch WWF and WCW um, on the weekends and obviously all the pay-per-views. Um, and then he passed away when I was six years old, uh, back in 1993 and just stuck with it ever since, uh, kind of one of those things that makes me feel closer to him when I watch it, when now I actually wrestle. Oh, when you decide to start wrestling yourself and to get into the business, did you have any trouble at that point finding a wrestling school to train you? Did it take a lot of effort, or was it relatively easy for you to get the proper training? Uh, so, funny story. Um, I actually started in the business, I was 14 years old. Um, there was a wrestling show. My Actually, my eighth grade teacher, her brother-in-law, uh, was a um, a valet or a manager, I'm sorry, um, and she knew how much I loved professional wrestling. Well, she hooked me up with him and um, my first ever independent wrestling show uh, he took me to, and he was like, do you want to be on the show? I was like, yeah, for sure. So I was pretty much his mini-me from there on out. So that's how I got started. One of the things that a lot of wrestlers run into as sort of a roadblock in their career, depending on where they live and how active they get into it, is athletic commissions. I know you wrestle in a lot of different places, so some of those would have an athletic commission attached to them. Others would not. Over the course of your career, have you had many dealings with the athletic commission trying to make things harder for you? Um, from what I remember, uh, I remember there was two states um, that was Maryland and I believe Kentucky. Uh, we had to do physical and blood work and all that. Other than that, or it might have been Missouri, but it was definitely Maryland. But other than that, I've gotten very lucky. Like, didn't really have to deal with the athletic commission other than those two states. Would not shock me if it was Kentucky because they have a very, very strict commission there. Not that I don't absolutely love the Commonwealth of Kentucky and hope to have my license renewed later today, but there is a commission. 
out. In a lot of states that have athletic commissions, they put limits on what wrestlers can do as far as blood in matches. Some states make it mandatory that a match has to stop within X amount of time after blood is introduced. Usually it's a very, very small window that they give you to be out of the ring and into the locker room if someone gets a cut. I know a lot of promotions that you wrestle for are kind of a hardcore style type of promotion. Do you ever run into problems where blood is an issue either for you personally or the promoter has to deal with repercussions, anything like that? Uh, to be honest, um, I kind of shied away from the whole uh, hardcoreness um, just because I'm getting older and that's not really my thing anymore. Um, when I was younger, I wrestled for a group, a uh, midget wrestling group called the Half Point Brawlers. And we did a show in Manassas, Virginia. It was uh, it was almost like a, a BW3 kind of venue. Um, and we wrestled on thumbtacks and mousetraps and staple guns. Well, we each got staples, and obviously you'd put the dollar on your head, or your opponent would, and you'd rip it out, and then the blood would come out, and we ended up actually getting shut down, shut down. during the match. So, yeah, that has uh, that has happened at least once before. Now, hopefully the people taking the staples asked for a bonus for hazard pay when they did that, because I know I've gotten it before for staples. Oh, one of the other things that uh, some wrestlers have encountered, it's not as common anymore, thankfully, but in generations past, uh, steroids were a big part of the wrestling business. Uh, there was a time when they were perfectly legal for people to use, so a lot of wrestlers used them even after they became illegal, there were still problems with wrestlers wanting to use them in order to gain the size they thought they needed. Not necessarily for you personally or anyone specific, but from what you see on the road, do you think that the steroid issue in wrestling is largely gone, or do you think it's something that still is part of the wrestling business? I can honestly say I think it's I think it's largely gone. Um, a lot of the talent and uh, workers now are a pretty good build. Um, they're not having their veins pop out of their head and the big giant baseballs in their arm, like when they flex and all that. I mean, I I would say for the most part, steroids in the wrestling business is pretty much gone. Yeah. Now, like I've been saying, you have done quite a bit of traveling in your wrestling career. You've gone to a lot of places, uh, both in the United States and in Canada, and I'm sure uh, possibly a few other places. Mexico, I know, is uh, something for you. 
what would you say to this point has been the longest trip that you've taken for wrestling? Uh, you're, do you mean like how long I've been gone? Uh, more like destination from A to B to get there. I'd say Hawaii for sure. Um, I flew over to Denver, Colorado, and then from Denver, Colorado into Hawaii, and that was that was with uh, Micromania Tour with uh, Billy Blade. Um, I've, I've wrestled there a couple times. Uh, very grateful for that experience. Um, but yeah, that was that was a very very long flight. Very a lot of sitting. <laughs> I would imagine so. And when you go to places like that, and you're going to be gone for several days, or even if you're gone 24 hours, obviously wrestlers have to pack what they need and they have to try to minimize space so they have enough room to fit everything that they're going to need. So a lot of wrestlers become experts on packing. For some of the younger wrestlers that might be listening today, what are some of the travel tips and travel essentials that you would recommend so they are not stressing over their longer trips? Um, I always pack a gimmick bag. That's always my number one priority is a gimmick bag because that's what you make extra money on, obviously. Um, and then, like, I'll pack a uh, carry-on bag, and whatever kind of clothes I can put in the carry-on is what I take. I, I like to take a lot of socks and a lot of uh, extra boxers. Um, and then, like, I'll pack one or two pairs of jeans and one or two, two shirts, and then just go from there. Now, for the actual travel bag itself, do you have a preference as far as, like, the brand of bag that you get or style of bag or anything like that that you found works the best? Um, not really. Um, I just like to have, like, a, for my gimmick bag, uh, for, obviously, it's got to be a roller bag because it's more easier on me. Um, and then just any kind of book bag, obviously. Um, that way I can just throw it over my back and through the airport I go. One of the things in pro wrestling that has become fairly popular in the last couple of years, and we saw a little bit on national TV wrestling recently with Impact Wrestling uh, using this, and that is the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling rules. Uh, They are different than their standard ones, but what do you personally think of the Pure rules, if you have an opinion on them? Uh, Like, what do you mean, Pure rules? Uh, the Pure Rules Division in Ring of Honor, uh, there are only three rope breaks. Uh, after that, you can be pinned or submitted on the ropes. 
no striking as far as closed fists. Uh, the warnings are less than a standard match before disqualification, that type of thing. More of a straightforward uh, grappling match as opposed to allowing a more traditional pro wrestling to happen. Yeah, I would, I would lean more on traditional old school wrestling. That's, that's what I grew up on, um, and that's what I pretty much – I don't really watch too much wrestling nowadays. Um I do like AEW over all the other wrestling promotions, but I'm also not a fan of the high spot every five seconds and the flips and all that. Like I, I like more basic, like your traditional wrestling match. Now, if you had to go into the ring with anyone, be it past or present, if the ability existed, who would you most want to be in there with for more of a old school kind of traditional scientific grappling match? Owen Hart. Oh, very good choice. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, on the flip side of that, if you were going to go in there and you were going to have yourself an old Memphis-style brawl with all kinds of weapons and hardcore, who would be the opponent for that? Oh. Oh. There's two. There's two. Um, I'd have to say Terry Funk, though. Uh, the other one would have to obviously be Cactus Jack and Nick Foley. But I would have to go. I would have to go Terry Funk. I love the Funkster. Very, very good. Now, one of the goals in a lot of wrestlers' early days, um, sometimes even later in their career, they determine this goal is to get to Japan. Uh, it's just something a lot of wrestlers strive for because it was always seen as sort of making it within the business and a lot of wrestlers in years past would go straight on to the Ribera Steakhouse once they hit Tokyo to get their jacket which was the status symbol for a long time is Japan something that was ever an interest of you as far as making sure you got there before the end of your career um, not really. Um, just because I don't know if they have any little guys over there, so I never really dwelled on that too much. Uh, as a kid growing up, obviously, your your dream is to uh, be seen on WWE or work for WWE in any any form. So that was always my my big dream. On the flip side, I mentioned uh, you have a tour of Mexico coming up, as I recall correctly. And in Mexico, they have a very long and proud tradition of the mini wrestlers there. Is getting to Mexico something that when you started your career you set as a goal, or is it something that the business opportunity came and you took it without a lot of 
thought of the tradition of it. Uh, yeah, I just I just took it as a business opportunity. Um, honestly, I didn't know. I mean, I've seen a couple of the luchadors on TV as a child, uh, Max Mini and a couple others. Um, but I never I never would have thought I would have I would be wrestling in Mexico. Obviously, um, but yeah, it's. I'm very grateful to uh, for them to have reached out to me and told me to be a part of their show for sure. On the United States, for the first several decades that professional wrestling was really in existence, there were the midget wrestlers on cards that were more or less an attraction. A lot of promotions would use one, maybe two of those matches to draw fans in, and it was usually a pretty big draw with the fans. Starting around the mid-'90s, you did not see it very much because political correctness sort of crept into things and it fell out of favor. But in the mid-2000s, we saw a few different promotions pop up that were all midget wrestling, and those gained a lot of popularity. Uh, There were reality shows based around it and so forth, and that sort of revived the popularity of midget wrestling. But we still don't see very much on the major nationally televised companies. Do you think that we'll ever get to a point where your larger companies like a WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor will start to introduce more midget wrestling onto their cards, or do you think it's sort of a niche thing within wrestling that will see promotions that only promote that? Um, Honestly, I would have thought that the WWE or AEW would have, like, I think it'd be cool if they had an all midget division, just like they have a women's division or a cruiserweight division. But I honestly, since I mean, I would say they will not go that route if they haven't gone that route already. And or haven't, then they, I would say they would because I mean, there's a lot of midget wrestling companies out there, um, and they go on tour for weeks, maybe a month. And they're gone from their families, and I mean, they they make pretty decent money. But I honestly don't. I think uh, the big the big feds uh, pretty much use midget wrestling as like a uh, entertainment, and versus kind of like a circus ordeal versus a uh, an athletic standpoint. I think it can be either or, personally. I always thought that a lot of times the midget wrestlers put on just as athletic and traditional of a wrestling match as anyone, but a lot of times go the comedy route to the traditional midget comedy spots. Who, in your opinion, if you have one, do you think might be the greatest just overall wrestler from what would be a midget division in wrestling history? 
Can I name two? Sure. Well, I, hmm. I'm going to have to go with Lord Littlebrook and also his, his son, Kato. Well, I, and as well as their, his brother, beautiful Bobby. So there's three. I, they're, they're just, they're, in my eyes, they are what defines Ninja They're, they're, they're great workers. Definitely the three greatest. A lot of fans may not realize that Lord Littlebrook actually ran a wrestling school and he trained not just midget wrestlers, but uh, full-sized wrestlers as well. Uh, he was a very reputable trainer. Do you run across very many people that were directly trained by Lord Littlebrook in your travels? Uh, just just uh, Kato and beautiful Bobby, his son. Now, he was also a very good manager late in his career. He managed Jack Victory and Rip Morgan in WCW when they were the uh, New Zealand militia. Were you a fan of him as a manager? I never uh, watched him manage. Uh, the only... Um, the only match I saw him was, or on was uh, WrestleMania three. I remember him as, uh, as a child, and that stood out in my mind. And then, like I watched like YouTube videos of him, and uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Little Beaver and uh, Little Tokyo. I'd like watch YouTube videos, but I I, I never saw him manage. To my knowledge. I would recommend looking up some of the old New Zealand militia stuff from WCW. He was a very good manager. Yeah. Well, at this point, I'm sure that the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast, Coach Mike Jones, has some questions. So I'm going to pass you over to Coach's capable hands. Hey, the half-pipe punk. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. What a blessing to have you on, man. I, I love your career, and I'm a huge fan, man. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, and it's been an honor to have you in the NGW Green Room and got to be with you at the Heroes and Legends 11 when you won the title versus Swoggle. Can you tell us about that night? Uh, that was a very intense night. Um Obviously, wrestling somebody like Swaggle, who's been in the business uh, for quite some time, as well as wrestling for the biggest promotion in the world for ten plus years. I mean, that was that was, uh, was a lot of anxiety coming from a young kid like me growing up. It's like it's like passing of the torch, but it was I was very humbled and uh, grateful for that moment. Nice. Then it was also a, a dream come true for me to get you over here to the Northwest for uh, NGW. 
And, you know, um, I like to be able to get people over here, especially since I hadn't worked with them um, in NGW. And then uh, we like to take you to different places. We wasn't able to take it any extra places, but we're sure an honor to have you over here. Yeah, I agree. We appreciate you uh, having me. Uh, it's good going on the West Coast and uh, enjoying the weather and the scenery and uh, the catering out to eat and having fun and catching up and shooting the breeze with all the boys and shooting the breeze with you. And overall, it was, it was, it was a ton of fun. I had a, I had a blast for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of times we always try to do extra for our um, people we bring in, like bring you to Mount Rainier, the Space Needle, the Jimi Hendrix and Bruce Lee's grave sites and uh, different places. Uh, so next time, I definitely want to take to at least half of those. Sounds good, for sure. But, hey, it was nice. You was able to do something impressive. That commercial you made was was cool as hell, man. Oh, it's a Hummer. Yeah, thanks to S&S yeah. Auto for bringing you over there. Yeah, Sean Casey and uh, Billy Blade, the Five and Dust Brothers, doing the uh, doing the Hummer, the Hummer pull up, we'll call it. That was yeah, fun. that was that was amazing, man. And then, uh, so hey, who was some of your heroes growing up? Like wrestling wise. Yeah, or overall. Um, I pretty, I mean, I watched sports. I'm a huge Bengals fan. Growing up, Bengals has always been my team. Uh, but pro wrestling has just been it. So I'd have to say the people I idolize, I already named one of them, which is Owen Hart. He will go down as my all-time favorite wrestler of all time. Um... I like Mr. Perfect, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, Davey Boy Smith. Um, I liked uh, the, the British Bulldogs as a tag team. I like Demolition as a tag team. Um, that's, uh, I know. That's pretty much yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, a lot of these a lot of these questions we ask, we know that there's more than one answer, so be be free to list as many as you need. Uh, yeah. we don't mind at all. Just but like up this there, question. Okay, and then just like this question, what what was some of your most memorable matches? Uh, WrestleMania 10 was definitely up there. Brett versus Owen. Um WrestleMania three with King Kong Bundy and uh Hillbilly Jim and the Midget Wrestlers. That was a big one. Because I I had never seen Midget Wrestling before. So that right really intrigued me. Um, because growing up, I mean obviously there was nobody around my city like me, so I didn't know I was different, you know what I mean? So I watched T V and I was like, Wow, they look just like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I like the uh I liked when Demolition won the tag belt I think it was WrestleMania six versus Andre and Haku. Um the Iron Man match was a good one, Brett versus Sean. 
Um, and then the other match was on WrestleMania three. I believe it was the British Bulldog and Tito Santana versus Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation. That was yeah, that was one of my favorites. But that's, okay. that's probably it. All right, before I get back to this question, um, yeah, I want to say, you know, I know you've been a diehard Cincinnati fan, and congratulations with you guys making it to the Super Bowl. I'm definitely pulling for Cincinnati, even though I was born in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm a huge Cooper Cup fan since he's from the Northwest. Still pissed off at the Seahawks for passing him up, and I'm sure Cooper Cup's going to be haunting the Seahawks for years for that. And then, you know, of course, when you came to the Northwest, you were sporting your Cincinnati stuff. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I got a whole uh, man cave, uh, if you will, Bengals. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook. It's uh, the walls are orange and it's got black tiger stripes. It's got astroturf like the football field for carpet. But yeah, I'm, I'm the nasty natty, as they say, forever. Definitely, and uh, I'm a huge fan of Jill Burroughs. And uh, do you have a prediction for the score? Oh, man, I knew you were going to ask that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 31-27 Cincinnati. All right, cool. I'm no, going no, 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 sorry. I'm going to say 34-31 Cincinnati. Okay. 31-34. Yeah, you know, my first impression, I was I thought it was going to be like 31-17 to 17 Cincinnati, but then I thought about it. There's a lot of defense going to be coming there that day, so I'm going to go 24-17 Cincinnati. Awesome. Awesome. And then back to the most memorable matches. Uh, you know, I would imagine your match versus Hornswoggle at Heroes and Legends 11 was one of your uh, most memorable, and especially since, geez, you – You've been to a ton of those Heroes and Legends, and you're even going to another one coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe it's April the 25th. Um, I'll be there um, wrestling. Uh, I'll be that's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'll be wrestling uh, for now New Ohio Wrestling, um, and that is on March 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Columbus Convention Center. Center. For the uh, Arnold Sports Festival. And then I'm also wrestling in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, I believe, March the 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Sweet. And then can you remember how many Heroes and Legends you've been to? Oh, man. Uh, I would say all of them. (laughs) It hasn't been all of them, but I would say at least five or six. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then Love back Jason to the Mabel. most mem- Yes, exactly. And then back to the most memorable matches. What were some of your personal memorable matches that you had? Um, I liked uh, working with uh, Ricky Benjamin. Um, we had a pretty awesome show down in Odessa, Texas uh, for the Half Point Brawlers. Um, wrestled Buddy the Bulldog several times, many, many times in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Ohio. Um, wrestled Beautiful Bobby, I believe, um, 
in Missouri. I only I only got to wrestle him one time. Um, I was supposed to wrestle Cato in Florida. I've not, I've not wrestled him yet. He's like one of those ones that like once I wrestle him, then I can retire kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that that's the last nice. wrestler that I want to I want to work. So yeah, we were supposed to wrestle in Miami and it got rained out. It was an outside show. And, I was super bummed about that, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then Hornswoggle, obviously. Um, and I wrestled Jim Amazing in Vegas. That was a fun show. So. All right, yeah. cool. And then, so hey, you've done a bunch of different characters. One of the ones I liked the most was your uh, Mini McGregor. Man, I love that. Can you tell us about some yeah. of your characters? Well, guys, real quick before we jump into that, we have another caller on the line. Let's bring him on from the 802. Hey. Hey, how are you doing, guys? How's it going? Great show. Doing Love great. The show. Listen, Thank I'm at you. your mom's house right now, and I'm fucking her so hard, dude, that she wants to know if you got any extra Johnnies for us, like, that you could lend us, because I kind of, like, ripped the packaging on the last one, bro. So my bad, dude. But I got, I gotta give, I gotta give your, I gotta show your mom a good night. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta make sure that, you know, I gotta use Cut protection because you know. Uh, okay. STDs are. On. All right. What the Sorry hell? about that, brother. Sorry about so, that, guys. Go right ahead. Okay, so now we got some order in the court here. See your different characters that you uh, portrayed. Uh, yeah, so, uh, we did the, uh, the Mini McGregor, uh, character, uh, with Billy Blade for Micromania. That was, uh, it was Mini McGregor versus Mini, um, Mayweather, uh, their first bout, um, that was picked up by TNZ, New York Post, and, uh, a bunch of other, uh, big name social media outlets and all that. That was a, that was a, that was a big one. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then the other one was, um, was a pancake for the New Day in the WWE at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. That was that was the dream come true. Actually getting to work for the WWE, but then being on WrestleMania was like the icing on the cake. Definitely, that's impressive. And you know, uh, I want to say I want to thank you for all you've done for wrestling and what you do continue to do for wrestling. And you deserve everything that you got and all the publicity you got from that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Who are some of your favorite people to work with? Um, Ricky Benjamin, amazing. Um. Cody Hawk, Shauna, Big John, um, 
Ed, uh, Edwin Michael Varn. I mean, the list can just go on and on and on, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I want to apologize to the fans once again. Uh, we do got some people that are supposed to call in and say hi to Smalls and, the, and us and uh, let us know what they're doing. So a lot of times we don't have people call in, so maybe that's how it got, caught us off guard. But hopefully it will never happen again. And yeah, then, uh, uh, okay, uh, also uh, I see that you wrestled in high school and did did successful and – you're now a coach for the high school team, aren't you? Uh, I actually coach the middle school team. Um, oh, middle, middle I, school. Okay. Yeah, I wrestle 7th through 12th grade uh, here in my hometown. And they, uh, a job offer came to uh, be a coach for the middle school, and I said yes. So it was like dream come true with that, too. I mean, getting to coach the, uh, the team that I, I wrestled for back in the day-day. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely a dream come true, and I see that they're they're pretty successful thanks to you. Well, I'm not. There's two coaches. I'm I'm one of the coaches, and then we got Coach John as well. Um, but yeah, they are a great group full of kids. Uh, really want to learn and listen, and there's a lot of seventh graders on that team, so they'll definitely be coming back to uh, to the team next year. All right, and then uh, did you play any other sports growing up or uh, have any self-defense background besides wrestling? Um, I played football in seventh grade for one year, um, and I didn't really like it. I mean, it was okay. Uh, I played minor league baseball. I played t-ball, but really wrestling like, was my sport. It was more one-on-one you versus the other person, you don't have no team. So if you mess up, then that's on you. You don't have to rely on a teammate to bail you out, so to say. Sweet. Okay. And then what about any self-defense background besides wrestling? Uh, no, no self-defense. Don't know. Okay. Don't know self-defense. Never take any training or anything along those lines. I'll never forget when you came up here to Washington, you said that guy was eagle-eyeing you on the plane. You are about to jump across and give him the rag doll. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of uh, people. I mean, it's okay to look, but uh, <laughs> look the other way after a couple seconds. Exactly, you know. <laughs> All right. And then uh, who were some of your toughest opponents? Uh, in wrestling? Yes. Um, like professionally or amateur or like middle school? Professionally. Um, I would have to say, well, probably Hornswoggle, uh, Buddy the Bulldog, and Beautiful Bob. All right, sure. cool. And then, uh, do you have any suggestions for people who want to get into the business? Um, just listen, um, absorb it all, um, don't act too cocky, just train, stay focused, listen to your trainer, um, 
be humble because it can it can be all gone in the middle in the matter of a heartbeat. You're right. And then uh you got any schools that you'd like to suggest for people trying to get in? Um there mm, there's none around here, obviously. Um no. And then I, I uh, Cody Hawk's Cody Hawk still running his school? Yeah, I believe so. That I actually brain farted. Yeah, he he's got one in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, nice. Uh, nice. Academy, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, we see that you've been almost ha- at least across the United States and probably halfway around the world. What's the memorable places you've worked in? Uh, Hawaii, for sure. I I liked wrestling in Hawaii. Um, I liked working uh, in Texas. Texas was a good one. Um, and then, obviously, Mexico will probably be fun. So I can't wait for that. So have you been been to all 50 states yet? Uh, there's about two or three I haven't been to yet. Okay, hey, I'm going to do the best I can to help get you to all of them, brother. Because I, I can't right. wait to get some more, uh, get a little tour going. I definitely want you on there. Hey, I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know what type of coffee you drink. French vanilla cappuccino. Or frappuccino. All right, cool. The hot one, sorry, not the cold one. Cool. So we're hoping Billy Blade calls in here pretty soon. Uh, I know he's a busy guy, and... Sometimes you get sidetracked, but yeah, we'd love to hear from him. And then, uh, what do you got coming up, brother? Uh, so, I'm supposed to be going to Mexico next week, March, or I'm sorry, February 18th, 19th, and 20th. Um, and then I wrestle here in Columbus, Ohio, at the Arnold Sports Festival. March 4th, 5th, and 6th to Columbus Convention Center. Um, And then I go to Atlanta, Georgia on March 26th for uh, a Harley-Davidson show. And then I have Heroes and Legends. That's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And that's, I believe that's April the 25th. And then I have a show with um, the Midget Wrestling Warriors, and that's in Redding, California, and that's on August the 12th. All right, cool. Yeah, I'd like to get you down. Okay, I'd like to get you over there to South Korea also when I bring something over there. I'd definitely like to bring you down there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, uh, we're still hoping Billy Blades calls in. We we got another 12 minutes left in the live show, depending on how it goes. And then uh, before I give you back to Sign Guy, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me um, through Instagram at Half Pint Punk, or I also have a website, thehalfpintpunk.com. All right, nice. And are you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, Twitter. I do not have a Twitter account. I don't tweet. Okay. 
All right, Stein, back to you. Thank you, Coach. Well, Eric, everybody in wrestling at some point thinks that they could do a better job of running a show than the show they are either working for or watching at a given time. Some people do more than consider it, and they will start the groundwork for promoting when they either step out of the ring or they just think that they're ready to promote. Has promoting your own show ever been something up until now that you've given much thought of doing? Um, I would... I would like so there. I would like to actually promote a wrestling show at my school, like uh, well, not my school, but like where I went to either middle school or high school, um, and have like one big name there, and have like a couple, maybe like five or six matches, and like all the proceeds go to like Children's Hospital or. Uh, the white or like the athletic commission to my school, like to get new uniforms or whatever have you. So yeah, that's 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 been on my mind. Yeah, but that's it. Not not any other kind of promoting, just for the school that I grew up in. Kind of a one-off type of deal. Yeah. Now, when you say big names, Coach Mike Jones might be available depending on the date. Yeah, I'd have to get him down here. I mean, if he likes snow and rain and uh, the bipolar weather here in Ohio, then he's more than welcome. Uh, I'd definitely love to come. I want to hit every spot in the world, definitely. We'd love to have you. Now, like Coach mentioned, you're one of the members of 5MW, and I go back quite a ways with a couple of the members. Um, I've wrestled Shauna before, and she may have cheated and pulled my hair and gouged my eyes and hit me in the throat on the finish, but, you know, she's a tough competitor. What was the allure for you personally to become a member of 5MW? Uh, I became a member... um, I was in Michigan at a wrestling or wrestling at a show in Michigan uh, for Blue Water Championship Wrestling, and uh, the Candyman came out and offered me some money, and uh, the rest is history. Now, we've talked about some of the opponents that you have wrestled that were tough opponents but what would you say has been the biggest size discrepancy between you and an opponent in an official match? Um, at least a good 300 pounds. Uh, he is probably 6'1", 300 pounds, and I'm 4'6", 130 pounds. How did you do? I got crushed. Oh, uh, okay, because we, we got a guy over here called uh, Little Nasty Boy 
man, he held his own against guys like Wade Hatch, and it was very impressive. <laughs> right on, yeah. I I didn't stand a chance. He came off the top rope with a uh, with the elbow drop, and uh, crushed me. Now, every wrestler, of course, gets the occasional bump and bruise and injury. That's just part of the business. What's been some of the injuries that you've had to overcome? Um, I really haven't been injured, injured, just like, obviously, like, cut on the head or on the forehead, um, maybe, like, rolled an ankle, something like that. I Knock on wood, I have not um, had any crazy injuries. I don't recommend you start. <laughs> right. It's definitely not a good day at the office when you have the major injury, whether it's you or someone on a show that is, like, wrestling alongside of you. Um, Coach asked you about schools. Uh, There's a lot of really good young talent out there, especially – where you're based in the Midwest, we're seeing a lot of really good wrestlers that have less than five years' experience under their belts, a lot of them still teenagers. Who are some of the young talents out there that are relatively fresh out of wrestling school that you think might be the superstars in the next few years? Honestly, I, hey, I, I, I can't. Go ahead. I know. I know. I'm. I'm sure a huge fan of Rodney Sexton. Yeah. Um. There's a. I don't know what his ring name is, but um, I've been on shows with his dad. Um, his dad's the CEO Hustler, and I know his real name. His real name is AJ. Uh, he's a very impressive kid. Um. I really, I really think he could he could do something for sure. Um, but really, I mean, this is gonna sound kind of arrogant, but I don't really watch matches like if I'm on the show, I try to go over my match. You know what I mean? Like I'll try to catch one here and there, but usually I'm in the back and taking it easy or something. That makes sense. Well, we have another caller on the line. Coach is participating. Caller, so let's bring them on. From the 805. What's going on? Is this Billy Blade? Billy Blade. I'm uh, I'm calling in for my boy. Nice. How you doing, brother? Good. Saying hi to Coach. Saying hi. What up, Smalls? What up, Billy Blade? What up? I want to say happy birthday. A little late. But I wasn't able to call you. Got we're a little busy on the road right now, setting up right now for Corpus Christi in Texas. I see that you guys are you guys are out there killing it. Mad, mad uh, we try. Yeah, yeah. Well, Damn, we're just saying hi. 
Yeah, I know. Hey, you hardly have any days off. What do you got coming up, brother? Oh, man, we're all over the place right now. We're in Texas through the end of the month, first week of March. Then we're doing Daytona Bike Week. Then we got Myrtle Beach Bike Week. We got we got Hawaii coming up, which, uh, which Smalls will probably be on, which I thought I'd let them know. Well, I think I already told them, though. We're still working on details. <laughs> COVID's been kind of shutting that down a lot, so that's all the reason it's been pushed back a lot. Hawaii actually wants to bring us about three times a year, so we're hoping that that's going to be fun. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in the fires. I mean, we got a lot of stuff. What do they say? A lot of coals in the fire? I don't know what they say, but it was cool last night. We had a show in uh, San Antonio. We had, uh, we had um, Damian Chapa on our sh- at our show huh? hanging out. Uh, from that movie, Blood In, Blood Out, they call him Miklo. They came to hang out. Uh, a couple of my guys are filming a movie with him, uh, Jay Savage, and then um, in a couple of days, Jay Savage. Uh, we got Jay Savage, we got Tilla Michaels, and we got uh, one of our newest wrestlers, Chica Jacana, which is a second-generation midget wrestler. She's the daughter of Michael Tiger. She's the niece of El Torito, Mascarita Sagrada, but... Uh, that's what's going on. I just—I actually really just called to say hi to everybody and uh, to uh, say what's up to Smalls, Armani McGregor. You know. My yeah. Boy. Hey, uh, how do people get? How do people get a hold of you, brother? Well, I'm on Pornhub, X videos, uh, UPorn, and stuff like that. But uh, oh wait, oh sorry, for the Micromania, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry <laughs> about that. Oh, okay. No, MicromaniaTour.com. How you get all of us? But I wanted to uh, just come on and say hi and uh, see what's up with the Smalls. I had about five minutes uh, to kind of say hi and bye and and let them yeah, say hi to everybody. I haven't talked to Coach. I haven't talked to Coach in a while. And uh, we haven't actually seen each other since I think that show you did with us brought us all in, including Smalls and Sean Casey and all those guys. So uh, you guys keep doing your thing. That's a lot, you know, it's hard work to do a blog talk and keep it going. So I know. So I appreciate having guys yeah. like Smalls and like that on, you know. Yeah, definitely. We can't so. wait to get you on as soon as we can. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, such a short little uh, little talk. No pun intended, right, Smalls? That's right, man. <laughs> Go Bengals! Hey, I'm going. I'm, yes, sir. I'm cheering for the Bengals, man. I'm not. I'm oh, not. Man, I'm a Niners okay. fan, but uh. Yeah, I'm not a I'm I'm a Niners fan, but uh, you know that's a pretty cool story with the Bengals and uh, and I hate the fucking Rams, so it don't matter. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> okay, guys, take it easy. I got to finish uh, loading this in and all that. So we're in Corpus Christi tonight, tomorrow Harlech. So we're we're kind of running a little late. Hey, later, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, uh, Eric Smalls, we're getting low on time here for the show but I want to make sure you have ample time if there's anything you want to say to the listeners, plug and promote anything and everything, merchandise, social media, upcoming appearances, your favorite donut shop, anything in the world, floor is all yours. No, uh, just thank you two for uh, allowing me to get on here and uh, share my stories and uh, it was been quite the ride. I don't know how many years I've been wrestling, but uh, thank you to all the fans and my family for supporting me and showing me love throughout the years. Um, and the ride's not over yet. So, 
I greatly appreciate you guys having me on here. Definitely. We want to wish you all the continued luck in the world, and we appreciate you, and uh, it's been an honor. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. Our pleasure. Thank you. Well, Coach, you have promised the world your full wrap. Exactly, which I'm still working on it, but this is a rough draft. And now come up in just a moment. When it, let me do my plugs first. You can reach me at Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Don't forget the NGW Green Room Media. Also, just the NGW Green Room interview segments, along with the greatest faction in the world, the Real School Army. And, of course, one of my favorite segments out there is the Sign of the Times that you do sign. And then, uh, okay, so here we go, brother. Boom, 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 Sign, sign, he's so fly. Sign guy, let me tell you why. He's not going to lie. Boom, 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 He's more popular than the letter I. Better than baseball, hot dogs, and apple pie. Boom, 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 boom. Sign guy, when you listen to him, he's going to make you high. Boom, 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 boom. Seeing him will give you a sparkle in your eye, especially if you got merch he's about to buy. Sign guy, boom, 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 boom. He's number one, and you're never going to die because he's Sign Guy. He's the guy. Thank you, Sign. Thank you, Coach. That might have been the greatest song since Fly, Lesbian, Seagull by QT Vokes. All right. And, hey, what do you got coming up, and how do they get a hold of you? Well, <laughs> uh, coming up, I have the 25th and 26th of February for Northwest Pro, 25th will be at the KI Martial Arts Dojo in South Hill, Washington, and then the 26th back at the Key Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughn, Washington. Um, also, uh, one week from this Sunday, I'll be back at Blue Collar Wrestling, 7525 North Richmond Avenue in Portland, Oregon, and I will not be able to make it this coming Sunday, but BCW bringing back TJP, Impact Star, New Japan Star, former WWE Star. He will be back for one more shot at the BCW Heavyweight Champion, just exciting. So that's going to be a huge show. So get out there, support that. Um, you can get a hold of me on the Book of Faces. Just look up Sign Guy at the Twitters. At Sign Guy HBW, the YouTubes, the Sign Guy 77. You can also go over to Chicken Bob's sites. He's got the Book of Faces. He's got his gram, which he's very proud of. And he's got the Twitter at Chicken Bob Bach. You can follow Chicken Bob there, but not literally. That makes him nervous. And hey, uh, since it's uh, Casey Carlisle Day, She's probably the only girl you love almost as much as your wife. Uh, Can you let people know how they get get a hold of her for for birthday gifts? Well, uh, you can find Casey Carlisle on all of the social medias. Search Casey Carlisle. It's K-A-C-E-E-C-A-R. 
L-I-S-L-E. She's on all the social medias. You can find her there. Send her the birthday greetings. She'd probably appreciate some birthday cash coach if you wanted to do that. But, yeah, definitely National Casey Carlisle Day, one of the most exciting days of the entire year. It sure is. And, hey, let's go over our upcoming schedule. we got Military Day coming this Sunday, and who's on there? Sunday, representing all of the branches of the military. For the Army, we have Chris Marks. For the Navy, Joe Vernola out of Denver. For the United States Marine Corps, Scott Diamond. For the U.S. Air Force, Seymour Snot. Yep, and we're still hoping that uh, one of uh, the Turnbuckle Turmoil's founders, QT Volks, will call in since he's a service member. Hopefully so. Hopefully he will represent the Coast Guard. Those are hard to come by, Coach. They are. And then, hey, uh, I want to get back to the rest of the schedule uh, before we do our uh, 10 Bell Salutes been sort of a uh, rough week for uh, wrestlers this week. Uh, But anyway, back to the schedule here. February 18th, we've got Oliver Sawyer. February 20th, we've got Short Sleeve Sampson. The 25th, we've got Sweet Daddy Jones. The 27th, we've got Real School Army member Moondog Ace will be debuting. Then February or March 4th, excuse me. We got Real School Army's own J.D. Burns with his wife, Skylar Burns, who's going to be uh, debuting in bare-knuckle boxing over there in Tampa Bay, Florida at the fairgrounds. Uh, J.D. Burns will be going for the 165 title, and Skylar Burns will be making her de- uh, bare-knuckle boxing debut. Then on the 6th, we got Shorty P., March 11th, we got Stephen New coming back uh, to make up for his last show. March 13th. And that is a week away from Stephen P. New's major wrestling show and convention. He's bringing in a couple of dozen of top names, including guys like Kevin Nash, the Steiner Brothers, Jeff Jarrett. He's got a huge, huge fan convention and show. We'll have Stephen New back on the week before to give us all the details. Plus, he has his finger on the pulse on a lot of those wrestling-related lawsuits, and he is directly involved in one of those suits against a very major company. Yeah, and it's actually it's more close closer to 50 superstars coming on that show. Yeah, he's got tons of them. Definitely. And then, uh, man, I'm really impressed with his uh, theme song that, that he had that hottie uh, make his theme song. And she's got a nice little uh, YouTube show herself. Absolutely, she does. And then we got back to the schedule March 13th, Caden uh, Cassidy. March 18th, Buck Sexton. March 20th, The King of Connecticut, Matt Granahan. March 25th, the Cool Hills own Richard Sincere, and I heard through the grapevine that he, he's going to be having some of the other Cool Hills on. We we're looking forward to that. And another His one I'm really looking for. Eric Wright is confirmed. And I would imagine maybe some other uh, Cool Hills will be calling in. 
And then I'm awesome. really looking forward to March 27th with Nikki Six from the Suicide Kings calling in. Had a bunch of feuds with him uh, back in the days. Absolutely, and I can confirm a couple of things in the last few hours. Uh, making up his appearance from a few weeks ago when he was ill, Tim Simmons of Blue Collar Wrestling will be on April 1st, which happens to be his birthday. Coach, can you sing happy birthday to Tim? Happy birthday to Not now, Coach, on his birthday. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, well, hey, it's on cue, right? It was on cue, but I meant for when he's here on his birthday. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. And then on the 22nd of April, um, just confirmed Adonis Staples out of Tennessee. So we are working on some more great talents. Coaches scouring the countryside, the city, everywhere he can for sports entertainers near and far. Yeah, we got some impressive ones coming in April, definitely. Well, Coach, like you said, as we wrap up, um, it was a rough week in the sports entertainment world. Uh, we lost Rick Hunter, who was a very long-time wrestler. He wrestled all over the place. He was here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, he was one of the wrestlers featured in Excitement in the Air, Volume 1. He also was a mainstay in a lot of the southern territories, such as Memphis and southeastern wrestling for the Fullers. He, in later years, wrestled for the WWF in an enhancement role. So a lot of fans will remember him from television matches on the WWF in the mid-'80s. And then we also lost Candy Devine, who was one of the all-time great lady wrestler. She wrestled a who's who of legends. She was very active with the AWA uh, when they were on ESPN as well as the WWF in their heyday. She was also the champion of the LPW. Uh, Joe Edesino and um, Jim Cornette's company. So we want to wish them a Good goodbye, and we will do our traditional 10-bell salute for them. Hey, sign. Yeah, Coach. Let's not forget Shooter Storm. Shooter Storm, thank you. We also lost Shooter Storm. So as we told the bell, all for them. <laughs> 